Hello? We tracked the call. The Screen Pass podcast is coming from inside your house. Welcome to Screen Pass, the show about football in popular culture. I'm Sheehan, and with me as always is the man who could have cheered for the Cowboys if he hadn't married your father, Justin Barber. You feeling spooky, man? Woo! You know it. Yeah, I sure am, Sheehan. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for today's Halloween special podcast. I always love a Halloween special. And so the fans get one from us. I know we were hot off the uh, Simpsons episode where you were saying last week or last episode, used to love the Treehouse of Horror, this is ours. We don't have a name for it yet. Maybe we'll come up with something along the way, but I'm excited. I'm excited for a Halloween special. It's our Scream Pass episode. Ah, I fucking love that. <laughs> I did it. I fucking love that one. Welcome to Scream Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. 10 out of 10. Are you a big Halloween guy? Not currently. I used to be, though. I really did like it. I mean, there was kind of a phase where when I was young, I used to get amped up about it. And then I think when I started to hit the college years, uh, I, I really liked it. I also went to Micah. So I went to an art school. Halloween was the holiday at that school. And there are costumes that I saw then that I have not seen since. I mean, just like <laughs> extravagant stuff. I mean, these are all artists, you know. So I saw a guy that looked exactly like Edward Scissorhands. One year, a group of friends got together and they all showed up as the Kill Bill cast. Wow. Probably 50% naked people, but the other 50% really gave it, gave it a shot. I mean, that's Halloween, isn't it? I remember once I saw a guy dressed as Wolverine in full body paint, and the only clothing he had on were undies and claws. <laughs> Sounds about right. Everything else was like that iconic blue and yellow body paint everywhere. I don't know how he ended up at the end of the night, but, uh, well, you could have seen where he'd been. <laughs> For all the naked Halloween costumes, October's a weird month where I am. Sometimes it's cold. Like right now, it's pretty cold outside. And then sometimes it's, you get a warm Halloween night. The naked stuff is fine, I guess, for when it's warm. But some people are like out there shivering in the cold all for all for it. <laughs> all to get that action. Uh, you a fan of a naked Halloween costume? I mean, wearing as opposed to uh, observing. No, no. I was always more into the clever stuff. I like the clever costumes a lot better. Yep. I try to do stuff that I find fun or that I find cool. I don't want to be wearing something I'm uncomfortable with all night. No, that's that's fair. Like, that's the, the main thing. And often with the sexy outfit, it doesn't come with a lot of pockets. Certainly in this day and age, you don't want to lose your keys or your phone or your wallet or something like that. You have to put it in your jail wallet. <laughs> I quite, I'm a big fan of a, um, a clever costume as well. The last time I dressed up for Halloween's. Uh, growing up, Halloween, not really a thing in, in Australia when I was growing up. It was always talkback radio around that time going, oh, this is just sepo bullshit coming over. And all the kids want to do it because they've seen it on Friends. <laughs> it, it's more and more popular now. I'd passed it by the time I was big. There was a couple in um, uni I went to. I went as old Greg from the Mighty Boosh one year. <laughs> I'm old Greg. 
Fuzzy little peach man. <laughs> I, I did drink Baileys from a shoe. I didn't go to a club where people wee on each other. I had a bit of a loose end for a costume last time I did this, and it was some time ago now. All I had, because I wasn't going to go to the party, it was very last minute. I had a Hawaiian shirt, trousers, a white shirt, and a gorilla mask. I went as Ape Ventura. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> and I would say two-thirds of the people that I spoke to were like, oh, man, you came as Harambe? That's amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, as far as clever goes, there's costumes that I've, I liked. A lot of times it's just things I find, like, cool or fun to wear. I did one year, and this was totally stolen from a roommate, so if he finds this podcast, you, you get the credit kind of did blue makeup, made my hair look kind of stringy and and put a bunch of blue and white all over and got a big coat. I was cold. People asked me what I was and I just said cold. <laughs> That's quite good. I really like that one. One year I went as Alex from A Clockwork Orange. Yep. Honestly kind of inspired by Treehouse of Horrors because Bart goes as that one year. Yep. And I was thinking about what I could do and I was like, oh, that's perfect. It backfired a little bit because I went to this bar, all went out, we were having a good time, and the bartender just loved it. Like, he'd never seen it, he thought it was the coolest idea. Oh, I love that movie, I love that book. He's going on and on, and he's like, here, this one's on me, and he gives me a white Russian. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to serve you milk drinks all night, oh, no. and you're going to get them for free. And... <laughs> yeah, it looked cool. Milk drinks and alcohol, they have a very small bandwidth, man. It no. it did not last long. It was not great. That sounds horrible. Absolutely horrible. You're lucky you didn't think you looked like Liza Minnelli. <laughs> it's a very similar look. I'll take a milk drink. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that turns off the whole shebang. <laughs> It reminds me of a story of my cousin as well, just like a, a little quick one, where we went out to a bar and he was having all these like acidic issues from drinking. And we were kind of talking about it along the lines of, well, milk's a base. And he's like, would you order me a, a milk? And I'm like, no, man, I'm not ordering you a milk. And he's like, come on, come on, order me a milk. Please order me a milk. I'm too drunk to go up to the bar. Just, just order me a milk. So I go up to the bar and I tell the bartender, you know, I want three IPAs and uh, a glass of milk. And the bartender's like, what was that? Like, he made, he made me say it again. I'm like, a glass, a glass of milk, please. And he just shakes his head and he's like, nah, man, I'm not getting you the milk. I'll get you the other stuff. I'm not getting you the milk. <laughs> so shout out to Thomas, who is a loyal listener of the show and friend of the show. That was him. There we go. Nice one. Was there ever anything you wanted to dress up as but weren't allowed to? Not that I can think of. Uh-uh. How about you? No, again, like Halloween, not really a thing. So oh, right. by yeah. the time I got into it, it you know, I sort of had carte blanche. I remember suggesting to a mate that maybe he didn't want to take a stuffed dog with his Michael Vick costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes the costume. I think he but, but should have doubled down. I mean, well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> He wasn't rolling blackface or anything like that. I thought the, the Michael Vick jersey was probably enough. I did have an outfit backfire on me once. So one year I dressed up as Tyler Durden from Fight Club. You know, yeah. so I had the Elvis glasses and spiky hair, like little goatee and bright red trousers on. Those kind of pants, fancy shoes. And I got the shirt that he wears 
which is like a mesh shirt that says hustler across it. <laughs> so I have this whole get up, look just like him, you know, made my face look all bloodied and bruised. And I'm driving to a party and I have the windows down and I'm on the highway. And my chest starts to itch. Now, this shirt also was like big mesh. So it was almost like these like little honeycomb kind of holes in it. But again, it's it was what he wore in the show. I was being as as legit as I could. And I look down and there's a giant bee on the inside of my shirt. <laughs> and so so I started swerving like right off the bat. So I don't want to get stung, you know, and I'm going like 70. I had to pull over. I ripped my shirt off and then I'm just kind of like batting it like a psychopath on the side of the road. I don't have many Halloween stories, I guess, but those are a couple that I thought of. I like it. Fuck it. Get caught to be. I've, um, I've turned into Ron Swanson from the Halloween episode of Parks and Rec where I have one costume and no matter what the theme is, no matter what the <laughs> occasion is, I wear my sexy nun costume. <laughs> right on. And what defines it as sexy is A, the person wearing it, and B, it's got a very high leg slit on one side, which makes it excellent for putting your stuff in that pocket for fishing in and out of. So it's convenient. Yeah. When you said Ron Swanson, I thought it would be something pretty tame, but that's that's a pretty aggressive outfit and sexy nun. I mean, it's a long black habit. It's a, It's got a little hat. I've got a nice crucifix. And easy access to the pocket. On point. It's the perfect costume, yeah, basically. Yeah. None better. <laughs> hey, but I'm bum bum. So far from memories of enjoyable Halloweens, I'd hazard a guess to say that this was one of the less enjoyable Halloween experiences that both of us might have had. You're a big fan of the slasher genre, and before we get into this week's movie, do you have any favorite horror or slasher films? I do. I have a lot. I don't watch them as much as I did. Again, jumping back to college days, post-college days, I loved a good slasher. And to be honest, the more B-movie it was, like the the more cheesy it was, the more I liked it. I used to play drinking games to it as well. We had all these rules like people having sex, uh, cursing, topless, and like all these rules for drinking as well. We played this whole game. What about what was going on in the movie? (laughs) No, not typically. A scream, a scream, or a murder. You had to drink. It got to the point where it was just ridiculous. Like, no one could even keep up, and we'd be sloshed like a half hour into any movie. But the more cheesy, the better. I have a lot that I like. More recently, I just saw the movie Smile. Yep. That was actually surprisingly good. There's really nothing creepier than smiling and i thought that one was going to be very campy but i thought that they did it very well us by jordan peele really i like all of jordan peele's movies nope his most recent one was fantastic jordan peele's really becoming a modern hitchcock wow yeah i know it's a it's a big compliment he has that level of detail and subplot you just don't get that in a lot of modern movies. I really like what he's doing. I like all of his movies, yep. and I'm I'm excited to see some more of them. I think he's a phenomenal director. And speaking of Hitchcock, the godfather of slashers. <laughs> Psycho, right? Yeah. Psycho's on top of the list. Gotta have Hitchcock in there. I also really like the Scream movies. They're super campy, but for me, they're a lot of fun. Uh, and they, you know, certain time in my life, they're very nostalgic as well. The king of the slasher movies. The one that I think takes the cake. 
out of the 70s and 80s, because that's really where these came from. That's where you get Friday the 13th and The Nightmare on Elm Street. For my money, it's Halloween. Yep. To me, that is the king of slasher movies. I'd put it above Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though that came first. I'd put it above the other ones that I'd mentioned. For me, that just has like a very good everything to it. It's a good pace. It's a perfect slasher movie named Halloween. So how appropriate is that? Exactly. Made for it. How about you? Is there anything that I didn't already cover in the world? (laughs) So I'm not really a big horror guy. I remember playing Resident Evil 2 at a friend's house when I was a kid and had nightmares for like a month. So I'm not never really been big into the slashes, big into the horrors. So, I mean, I love Psycho. I really like Alien uh, and Aliens, but I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to really point to a horror that I enjoy. I mean, we're, if we're going to slasher films for me, it's like Sweeney Todd, the musical, <laughs> right? because um, there's quite a bit of blood in it, but no, it, it's not really my jam. I mean, Scary Movie 3, we were talking off pod about Leslie Nielsen, so he's in that. The scary movies, I really uh, like the early ones, you know, Let's talk about campy, geez. Yeah. And there's definitely a difference between a slasher movie and a straight horror movie. Yep. Someone's got to get gutted. Someone has to get gutted for it to be a slasher. I mean, I guess the, the difference is probably the gore factor, right? Like how, how visceral one is versus the other. I dated someone who was big into her horror movies, so we watched quite a few there. Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Entity. They didn't do it for me, but yeah, I definitely get like the the scare factor of them. Yeah, for me, the difference between horror and slasher, I mean, they're in the same genre and some people might say they're the same thing and a lot of them cross over. For me, a slasher tends to have a bad guy and that bad Mm. guy may have superhuman elements to him, but the one enemy is going around and cutting people up and killing people. Yep. As opposed to horror can be really anything like ghosts and all that stuff. Like that's all in the horror realm. Like I would probably put paranormal activity into a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. It's like your unseen horror, like a Jaws. Right. More like a a, a thriller horror as opposed to like a, a gory slasher. Agreed. This one we watched by the name of Varsity Blood, definitely a slasher film. <laughs> yes. Definitely not a horror film. Well, it's clearly a horror film, but like... There was nothing scary about this. I would think that there would have to be some psychological thing going on to make it a horror movie. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But before we do, don't forget to check out all the other fantastic shows on the 32-Bit Network. Fantasy football stuff. We have basketball stuff. Check out On Beat with our boy Steezy A. Smith. We have the show to be named later, which I think might be on hiatus. Go and check out the back catalogue of those on YouTube because they're tremendously funny. I think there's a Halloween episode of that. And of course, on Monday and Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, We have our Twitter spaces with some of the best and brightest minds in the fantasy community. Come and have a listen, ask a question, and be part of what we're doing over there, because it's it's all pretty cool. Before I cut you off, we'd started talking about Varsity Blood, this week's fantastic, schlocky horror. I'm going to start with a question before we intro it. You say you're a fan of a B movie. What letter is this? H? <laughs> Z? I, I don't know. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts from our draft ranking, but B-movie would certainly be a step up from this guy. I think that's fair. In fact, I was going to say I would have rather watched B-movie, but 
that's unfair because B movie's great. I would have rather watched B movie. I would have rather watched B movie. But we're doing a B movie podcast. How funny is Jerry Seinfeld? Hilarious. Matthew Broderick. Remember when he dated that sixteen year old and Matthew Broderick killed that guy? Oh my goodness! It's going dark. Halloween episode. <laughs> Scream pass. <laughs> and the B wants to fuck the chick. Wow. Right. Varsity Blood released in twenty fourteen. Written and directed by Jake Helgren, produced by, and we don't normally do this, but I made a note of it because there was a lot of them at the start, RLJ Entertainment, Image Entertainment, David Productions, and Flashback Films. So you know it's going to be top quality Yeah. when you're getting the four musketeers involved. <laughs> it stars Lexi Giovanioli, Wesley Scott, Blair Jackson, and Debbie Rashon. And in fact, Debbie Rashon got an and Debbie Rashon as Nancy Wallace. Oh, she got an and. Ooh. Yeah, I looked her up and was like, she's lived quite a life. I think she was homeless uh, when she got discovered and put in maybe like showgirls or something like that. Well, if you've never heard of any of these people, there is a reason. Not much of them have done much since this. Or honestly, can we even consider this doing something? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I looked through all the cast. Really, the main girl, Lexi, who played Hannah, she's actually been in a lot. But they were all these TV Hallmark movies. Yeah. Like 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Movies called Snapshot of Love. A Christmas Prince for Christmas Reindeer and stuff like that. It's just some campy movie. Like some goofy way they're falling in love. Oh, it's (laughs) so dumb. It's campy dog shit, really. But that's what she plays in. She's a a busy office woman and goes home for the holidays after she breaks up with her boyfriend who's always at the office and doesn't love Christmas. And she falls in love with a Christmas tree salesman (laughs) who also turns out to be Santa. Like, they're all of those. And they're basically the same. So, yeah, yeah, like, good for her for building a career. I'd not seen her in anything. Blair Jackson has had a bit of a career. He's been in things. I think he's in Longmire or something like that. I did look at his IMDb and was like, Wow, he's gone on to do some some interesting stuff. It makes sense because I thought he wasn't too bad in this. But mostly I just looked at the IMDb because I assumed half of these were either former porn stars or had gone on to do porn. There is a lot of porn stars in this. There has to be. I mean, one of the ladies, I looked at her bio. In the movie, there's this really, really bitchy head cheerleader. And all of her movies are horror, C-rated horror movies. Or low-budget porn, straight up. I didn't look too much into it because I just don't have the time for that. But the one I did look up was the Babe Witch Project or something. Straight porn. It was just like straight softcore porn. The Babe Witch Project Book of Babes, maybe? Yeah, I think that was it. Hers was number three. So she didn't even get on the number one. She got on the uh, sequel sequel. Oh, wow. The Erotic Witch Project. Ooh. Is it Witch Babe, The Erotic Witch Project 3? That's it. Yeah. How come we're not doing this? This looks amazing. Yeah, next time. Next time we'll do that. Oh, that's from 2001. Oh, yeah. Debbie Roshan, she's in this. There you go. There it is. Yeah, get your Gatorade um, and we'll do that next Halloween. Gotta stay hydrated <laughs> for that one. The Sexy Sixth Sense. Lord of the G-String. Satan's Academy for Girls, Playmate of the Apes. They're not even trying with some of these. No. Girl Explores Girl, The Alien Encounter. You you might think, listeners, I'm uh, reading this off IMDb. These are just the DVDs behind Justin's head. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) 
unsurprisingly, this has a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 11% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. A pack of small town jocks and cheerleaders with a dark secret head out to a remote farmhouse for a raucous Halloween pasture party, only to find themselves up for slaughter by someone dressed as their high school mascot, a Native American warrior wielding a lethal fighting axe and a bow and arrow. To me, this seemed like the sort of movie made by a lifelong hardcore Christian kid, and this is his first movie he's made having just watched horror, Mm. assuming that this is what the bad kids do. I don't know. It's like a film student that... I don't, let's let's get into it. Weirdly, I thought the production value was higher than, than I expected it to be, aside from the one moment where the camera zoom isn't quite right and the camera adjusts during the movie. Yes. Interestingly, this is a play on Varsity Blues, certainly the name, filmed in the same high school as Varsity Blues, and the writer-director went to that school. So I guess it's a sort of a hybrid of his love for horror slasher and, and his own life. So that's... You know what, Jake Helgren, good for you for making something. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is this a is this a parody of Varsity Blues? No, no. It's the high school that Varsity Blues was filmed in, and that is really the only connection. Yes. I don't want your life. We did talk about that, that I was expecting there to be in this, like a, I don't want your life, but I'm going to take your life, or I don't want your laugh, but I want your brain. It's <laughs> right. like some sort of some really on-the-nose line. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, that's the quality of writing we're dealing with here. Apparently not. Maybe that bar was set too high for this. The writing was awful. Very, very long scenes. And believe me, if you hired these actors, you would have cut down on the talking time because <laughs> no one in here could act. There's multiple points where they would stutter over their lines and they didn't cut it out. They didn't retake. They just let it go and they kept it in. I, I don't That's know. why they call him one take Jake. The amount of the word babe used in this hey babe babe one time they said babe four times in a minute babe Mm. are you gonna go get it Nah, babe you should do this okay babe i'm gonna go in there come on babe and it was like just like that that was the dialogue but yeah this is what i mean about it being like a weirdo christian kid or like a real nerd being like yeah this is how the cool kids talk to each other and they hang out and do a sex and drugs party (laughs) my understanding of the slasher film is it's sort of largely a morality play in a sense that it is the people who do bad shit get what's coming to them and the fun of the slasher film is they're all terrible and you're sort of cheering for them to be killed in interesting ways yep except for like the nerd and the maiden yeah exactly the good people live it is very typical and if you're doing drugs or sex (laughs) you're gonna go circling back to the the quality of the writing did you have any lines that really caught your ear when i first reviewed this movie I just wanted to make sure it was the full movie. The very first thing I heard from this movie is I scrolled forward and it's pretty early on. It's within the first 10 minutes. There's the, I guess, one attractive person in this movie. (laughs) It was a shower scene, but they didn't show anything and she was in her underwear. She answers the phone. Now, the boyfriend, he was going to go cheat on his girlfriend with this girl in the shower. He's not showing up. And the line opens up with her, stop screwing around and get in here and screw me. (laughs) And I was like... It's almost wordplay. Almost so close. (laughs) This isn't funny, Blaine. Now stop screwing with me and get in here and screw me already. 
So you're not in the gym right now? You said you would meet me here after you dropped Hannah off. No, I'm not going to Mike's. Uh, hello? Hello? After you clued me in that there was the stop screwing me and get here and screw me already, because you messaged me saying, here's a line, we've made the right choice here. I thought I'm going to keep a track of some of the quality writing. Then we've got, I'm coming how many times? That's some witty banter back and forth there. Stop screwing with me, get in here and screw me already, we already said. One of the girls is upset and doesn't want to do something, so one of the uh, the jocks said, she's probably on her period or something. Yeah. I could have cheered for the Cowboys, but instead I married your father. There was depressed mum, who I'm pretty sure you could see her actual hair under her wig in that scene. <laughs> I just sweat like a camel's nutsack, which I didn't think was, was that bad. The phrase park and puss came up multiple times. I'm not sure if that's a, a phrase you're familiar with. No, 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 I'm not. No, that's not made it to Maryland. No, not yet. Not quite. Uh, might just be in the South. Ed. We ain't sluts. We're just rock stars. Mm. The bitchy head cheerleader calls her tits bread and butter and says, you guys are going to make me so much money in the future. Mm. Yeah, remember that. And then shortly after that, the real high point of the movie, as far as I'm concerned, she says, my little cheergina is going to be all closed up if we don't do it already. Right. It was the bitchy cheerleader and her awful, awful boyfriend. And they were about to get it on. So they, when they get to the house, they sneak off and they start fooling around. And she says right after that, shut up and focus on my rockin' body. <laughs> like, no one talks like that. And then he responds, it's so hard to focus when I'm working with this rockin' physique, babe. Brophy, <laughs> shakes off the defense. Shut up, you know I hate it when you do that. fuck shit. Now focus on my rockin' body like every night. So hard sometimes, though, with this rockin' physique, babe. God, you're perfect for me awful it was like so cringy number one who talks like that and then he says the exact same thing to her she talks about her rocking body he uses the same adjective <laughs> my rocking <laughs> physique babe and can we talk about that guy for one second <laughs> sure it's our podcast we can talk about him for the whole fucking show if you want the boyfriend of the the bad cheerleader his character was a living parody of Beck Bennett's character in Balls Out. Did you think that? Was he the running back? He was the friend. Absolutely. Ugh. Those two movies came out the same year, I'm pretty sure. This and Balls Out. Yeah. Also, Seven Degrees of Separation. Beck Bennett played an NFL player in The Simpsons. Oh, hey, there we go. Full tie-in. Mm. That's really the only Seven Degrees of Separation, thank God, that we have with this movie from our other podcast. <laughs> That guy, his name was Mike. The character's name was Mike, and he was played by Jesse Ferrero. And yeah, I'm mentioning your name. It needs to be out in the world, my friend. He acts just like that guy. It's so bad. Like, we're first introduced to him, and he's in the car with the awful cheerleader. And he's like, whatever, babe. You're full of shit. Get me another beer, sugar tits. That's why the food's so good. <laughs> whatever, babe. You're full of shit. Grab me another beer. Please grab me another beer, Tinker Tits. I love it when you talk dirty to me. Just a hopeless romantic. No. Usually on Halloween, people like to bob for apples, but I'd like to shake things up a bit this year, baby. Have you ever been bobbing for bananas? So bad. The word babe was well overused. <laughs> if I never hear it again, I'll be a happy person. There was a lot of it. I mean, we were talking recently just a, a general NFL conversation about 
if this was the 90s, you'd definitely call women a Babe Davis. Yeah. Uh, based on the recent performance of Gabe Davis. This is the only other time you ever can hear the word babe outside of movies about pigs and kind of the climactic scene of barbed wire. Yeah. Oh, it was overkill. It was real bad. Real, real bad. I'm surprised as well the guy's name was Mike and not like Thad or something. Agreed. Mike was way too plain. And that's another thing with this movie. They didn't say the names a lot. And then when they referred to people... I had no idea who they were talking about. Oh, yeah. Mike's outside. And I'm like, who's Mike? Like, no character development. There was no investment. I'm like, which one is he? Beck Bennett ripoff? Okay. And then the- <laughs> A good Mike's here. I gave them all nicknames. I gave them all nicknames. There was the nice guy who, every typical movie, right? Like, he likes the main girl, but she's with the douchebag yep. boyfriend. Well, the nice guy kind of looked like Bo Burnham, the comedian Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept calling him Bo Burnham. So Bo Burnham or AKA ugly Bo Burnham, AKA not funny <laughs> Bo Burnham. Like that was his nickname through the whole movie. I'm like where's, where did <laughs> ugly Bo Burnham go? <laughs> I thought um, the Latinx guy looked like Aaron Hernandez. Okay. I could see that. That was the only one other than, as I say, the running back and bitchy cheerleader. One of the other characters, Bubba, the least Bubba person you could think of. He seemed like a very nice man. Of all of them, he seemed like a nice dude. Which one was Bubba? Bubba was the the southern guy who sort of had the real deep voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, we had a girl and she died last year. <laughs> and, and now that's all everyone wants to know about. He gets clocked over the head and he is like out cold, like fucking Tua Tunga Vailoa out on the field. And one of them goes, Bubba can't drive like this. Yeah, guys, I think he has a concussion. The guy's like out cold. It's not even like he's spaced out. He is out cold, <laughs> has not moved. When he gets knocked out cold, they put him on the couch. The killer doesn't mess with him at all. No. At all. I mean, apparently that's all you have to do to get away from this particular killer is go to sleep. And then the second he wakes up, the killer kills him. I can't. I can't with this one. It's, it's just not good. Well, speaking of the killer, we'll, we'll come back to the full kind of narrative of who it is and why. A couple of his great lines, don't worry about her. If I was you, I'd worry about not having any friends come Monday morning first period, which I thought was actually quite a funny line. And then basically his last line, damn meddling kids. And then he sort of says some other stuff and said, you sent my firstborn boy to the retard house. I wrote that down too. What the hell, man? <laughs> don't need to be worried about her. If I was you, I'd start worrying about not having any friends come Monday morning first period. How could you do this? Do I really need to give you a list of reasons? I suppose that's fair. For starters, it's hunting season. And hunting's just plain fun. Second, there's this whole mess that these heathens cause that made my poor boy go all loony farm. Damn meddling kids. Made my firstborn boy go to the retard house, tarnishing my family name. Family name? Please, look at yourself. Pretty sure you botched that on your own, you backwards, white trash piece of shit. Woo! Where did that come from? I didn't think you had that in you. You won't get away with this. Why? My boy Ben did it. You frame your own son? He don't speak now. It's not likely he's going to be able to say anything. I mean, what the hell? This was filmed in 2014. This wasn't in the 80s. I mean, don't, no. don't say that. And don't say that about your kid. 
Like, what is wrong with this guy? He don't speak no more. I know he kills people. I know he's a, a psycho killer. But don't say that about your kid. And the meddling kids, it was so campy. Yeah, it was like fucking Scooby-Doo. It's exactly what it was. And I think they were doing it on purpose for Scooby-Doo because it was after they ripped off his mask. Yep. I don't know. I was already so withdrawn from the movie at this point. If you could somehow put me out of the movie even more, I didn't think it was possible. And they did it with that line. You meddling kids. <laughs> there were so many homages apparently to like classic slasher movies. I think one of the characters might've been called Carrie. There was like a Heather. There was probably one called fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> might've been a guy called Jason. I don't know, but I know that I read there were a lot of them were references. And I think it was clearly just a, a Scooby-Doo reference there as well. Yeah. And the last line that I wrote down, and I think this might have been ugly Bo Burnham who said it, talking about they go looking for some help and come across an old lady in an adjacent house and calls the old woman a batshit fucking hooker. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, it's so bad. It reminds me of, I did some a very very little film work I, I had some friends that did some independent films and so they stuck me in there and one time i was kind of a co-lead it was a short film and one of the lines in there was tough she wolf's titties <laughs> and it was supposed to be like genuine and none of us could do it. Like the guy that was supposed to say it was like, can we change that line? And the director's like, why? I thought that was a good line. No <laughs> one says that. It, I'm supposed to be legitimately mad and I got to yell tough she-wolf's titties. I feel like that's how every actor felt through this whole movie. <laughs> like, do, do you really want me to say that? <laughs> All right. Some of the dialogue was on par with the great unreleased episode from our friend Hail Mary. Yes. It was that bad where nobody talks like this. Nobody swears like this. It was almost like it was trying to be cool. When you- Exactly. This is what <laughs> I mean. It's some weirdo Christian kid who's been locked in his room being like, oh, the cool kids, they're going to go and have a sex party and, and, and deface the Bible and smoke joints and do drugs and they're going to roll up the drugs, put the drugs in their bottoms with the Bible. <laughs> This is an adult movie, so we can say whatever the hell we want. That was that scary. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I mean, obviously I would have loved if there was a moment where someone came out of the wall and just had a big messy shit. <laughs> it's after 10pm, we can say whatever the hell we want. What you can't do, whatever the hell you want, though. Let, let me preface it with this. As a fan of the slasher genre, and as a man with some Native American heritage, how offended were you by the mascot? It's awful. Oh my god, it's, it was awful. There was two levels of awfulness to it. Number one, yeah, you have the, the Native American thing. It was done very cheesy. It wasn't even like any kind of legitness to it. You know what I mean? It was clearly a plastic act. Yeah, it was awful. And then number two, it wasn't scary at all. No. How unscary? I don't know. I I don't know how else to phrase it. How not horrifying was this guy? I wasn't scared at all from him. He was cutting off people's heads and I was like, eh, I've seen worse. Yeah, that fucking mask he was wearing. It was dumb. I've been to Philadelphia Flyers games and been more scared. <laughs> what of gritty? <laughs> I think we both agree. Gritty is the scariest mascot in history. Oh. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> 
Gritty. Definitely. If our listeners don't know who Gritty is, he's the Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey mascot. He's seven feet tall. He's got this long, wild orange hair. He's this Muppet reject that wears a Flyers jersey. (laughs) If I woke up in the middle of the night and Gritty was standing at the end of my bed, I'd probably piss myself. He's so weird. Horror. It's horror. <laughs> he's got this, these sort of crazy eyes. Like one's going up the shops, the other's coming back with the change. It's fucking. No one knows what he is or where he came from. I'm sure someone does, but not us normal people. If you're a non-Flyers fan, I uh, remember when they released him or announced him, and Stephen Colbert immediately announced the new mascot of the the Late Show, the Late Late Show, whatever it is he does. Trash slob. <laughs> 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 I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> there was two levels I thought of cultural appropriation. One of them was the mascot. And then the cheerleaders as well have sort of a faux Native American style makeup on at the same time, which I thought was weird. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a scholar of, of Native American history or artifacts or anything like that. But I did think the mask looked somewhat like the transformation mask of the, and forgive my pronunciation here, Quack-wack-a-wack people of the Northeast. And that's notable because it's the inspiration of the Seattle Seahawks logo. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, his mask was more like a totem face. Like you might see on like a mm. like a totem pole. It really wasn't. It was just bad. It was bad, dude. Yeah, it was like a an outdated villain in a John Wayne film more than like a Florida State Seminole or the former Washington football team. Like, it wasn't that kind of um, right. gentleman. But no, it was, it was horrible. And I thought that was probably one of the least offensive parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah. The actual offensive part of the movie. Right. And again... 2014. This isn't a movie from the 60s. This isn't isn't an 80s movie. 2014, and they're going strong. Going strong. Yeah, this was like the cusp of the Me Too era. This is why it happened. Might have been this fucking film. Like the ripples, the butterfly effect of this garbage film. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try it. Well, we can unpick this, this movie in a bit of a fun way shortly. Best football moment. Yeah, there was one. Obviously the only football scene. That was clearly filmed at an actual high school football game with a camera on the sideline. It looked like maybe they weren't allowed to have the camera there based on the angle they were filming at. Yeah, it was this weird angle from the ground. You saw no football. I had no idea what was going on. I saw some people running kind of, and then there was a big play where they won the game, but the camera was on the ground angle, tilted to the side. Yeah. felt like it's like I had vertigo. It was real shaky. It was to grab onto something it definitely felt like they shouldn't have been filming it what i thought was notable though clearly they only captured a certain amount of footage because some of it was reversed and the names and numbers were backwards yeah this all checks out this is all on brand for varsity blood (laughs) i could not stop giggling that do you have any challenge flags i mean this this movie is a whole challenge flag There is a challenge flag that I would throw out there. I want to jump forward to the second kill. And the second kill is the sex in the truck. (laughs) Yep. Number one, let me just talk about the scene first off. It's horrible dialogue where the guy says something like, this is the tits. She goes in, she turns up some music, which was basically this... Remember the band Gravity Kills? It was like an untalented version of Gravity Kills. And she starts 
doing what can only be described as a strip dance. I can barely be described as a strip dance. Barely described as a strip dance. When she pulls up her shirt, like she has a tattoo across her stomach. It's the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life. You could, you could be, it was like. <laughs> I was going to ask you about it because I know you're like, you're a big tattoo guy. I got a lot of They them. had the filthiest fucking trailer park tattoos. She had like, I don't know what it might've been something like Jesus and the fucking footprints <laughs> tattooed like around her belly button. It was like words or something. I, I thought maybe it's going to be part of the, it's going to go, oh, wow, what's that? She's like, oh, that's your name tattooed there. Or, oh, that's all the people I'm going to kill. Whatever it was. Nope. Just her actual fucking body. So what it was is it was two sentences of words. It was such a bad tattoo that all the letters bled together. You couldn't read any of it. It looked like someone had taken ink and smeared the letters. It was not good. And then she takes off her shirt and then she comes back and she's like, no, these are the tits. And that's supposed to be a line. This shit is the tits. They end up having sex in the back of the truck and he's laying down. She's doing her thing. And the killer shoots a bow and arrow through the back of her head. By the way, this was my favorite kill of the movie. (laughs) I was going to ask you. It is. He gets off and then he starts running. So this guy's like, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away. The killer takes a tomahawk and throws it and kills the guy. Why did he use the tomahawk for the guy? He has a bow and arrow. <laughs> he shoots the the lady that's like five feet from him with the bow and arrow. You're supposed to reverse that. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to throw a challenge flag on you there because you've left out what I would consider some important moments. And I, I was just trying to skip forward in the film to see if I could see what a, it was. And I'm going to show you here. You might not be able to see it on my phone. That's the numbers backwards. Although... <laughs> Given my camera is reversed, it is showing you them the correct way. I will take a screenshot of this. I will put it on our social media. So it starts off that there's like this weird subplot where I think this this girl, let's call her, let's call her striptease girl. Yeah, I like it. Is talking to someone she knows about like banging her stepbrother or something like that, maybe. It was very much like one of those films you always talk to me about. What? They... Your reaction every time I make one of those jokes always gets me. So it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What was that? (laughs) She was sort of like the, she was a little bit Natasha Leon from American Pie in that she's sort of the the high school student who's maybe like a bit more sexually aware than everyone else and being around the block a couple of times maybe. And that's that's no slight on her her character at all. She was talking about how she's going to bang this guy and that guy and her stepbrother, whatever it was. She ends up in a a Utah pickup truck with this guy and he's basically like so i'm kind of saving myself for your sister you're the girl to fuck and she's the princess so like she's the one i'm gonna marry but i'm gonna just keep hitting it on the side right he says she's the one you bring home to mom and yeah. the girl gets all offended yeah she's so offended that she has sex with him immediately <laughs> exactly be right she does this this horrible weird strip tease. she doesn't get shot through the head she gets shot through the boobs 
right through the middle of her back. Was it? They're having sex on the back of the truck. I think the arrow goes in at an impossible angle because it comes out from between her boobs. Oh, does it? And I think to get that angle, I'm gonna. This is gonna be like fucking the Zapruder film. You've got to be at an angle that couldn't have existed. Right. Back and to the left. That's what I was saying. Like, why didn't he just use the tomahawk? He was like right behind her too. Yeah. And then he throws the tomahawk when the guy's. Oh, I, I, I can't. I can't do it. I'm also going to throw the challenge flag just from a, there was no need for this to be in the movie. The sheriff having a wank in his car <laughs> yeah. whilst his daughter is missing. <laughs> whilst indeed. He was supposed to be one of the good characters. Has this guy ever seen a horror movie? He was certainly one of the better actors. I would say the best actor in this, which isn't saying much. No offense to this guy. You did all right, but... He's, he's no Brad Pitt, that's for sure. I've found the scene. I can't see what her tattoo is, but you're right. It's two lines of text just above. It's sort of a reverse tramp stamp. It's a, it's on her on her tongue. But then as she turns around, she's also got like a, a, a sort of a half tramp stamp as well. So such was the style at the time, I suppose. Oh, hang on. We got a tits out. Maybe she got the tramp stamp and it seeped through to the front because that's what it looked like. Well, you sort of set up, you thought that was the best, the woman getting shot through the chest while having sex, that was the best death? It was interesting, I would say. I didn't find many of these deaths to be all that interesting. What was your favorite? Probably that one. I, I, I've i got a list here. We have a throat slashed by a clearly fake axe. That's the first yep. one. We have shot through the chest. We have tomahawk thrown in the back. We have an arrow through the eye. Yeah, that was the best looking one, I would say. They all seem to be practical effects. Yeah. And... They didn't look good, but for practical effects that were clearly done by someone who does these in their backyard, they looked really good. Yeah. Falling off a cheer pyramid, <laughs> yeah. squashed against a tree with a car, pitchfork through the guts, but I thought my favorite was uh, your mate Mike, death by swirly. I think that was Blaine. Blaine was the actor. Blaine and Mike were one and the same. See what I'm saying? I have no it's idea right. who they you are. Know, you, you can only blame yourself. Do you want to talk about this toilet death? I think he's coked up and taken a shit, and then the killer sneaks in, drowns him in the toilet. I thought the camera angle on him dying was quite clever, because it was sort of up from the toilet. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Well, he went and he sat on the toilet, and he was doing coke, and then he dropped it in the toilet. And he went to fish it out, which first off, that's not how that drug works, dude. So I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And then the killer comes in behind him and drowns him. Simple thing. If you're ever getting drowned in the toilet, what do you do? You flush the toilet. <laughs> it's, it's like, how dumb is this guy? You just reach up and flush it. Good to go. Air all day. That's true. Air all day. American toilets work differently to the ones over here. But yeah, it, it freaks me out every single time. How do your toilets work? Oh yeah, you know water. No, the the poo comes back at you. No, um, you guys dry crap. Yeah, <laughs> we go into a bucket and then throw it on the peasants. That's uh, that's England for you. Yeah, it freaks me out every single time because as as many times I've been to America, I'm never prepared for the water come to come back up at you. It really shouldn't. It sort of surges up and then goes, whereas here it's just bang straight out, like it like it being on an aeroplane, oh. gone. Anyway, good toilet chat. We need more of this. I just thought that death, I was like, what? Just flush the toilet. Just flush, You're going to die. Flush the toilet. How are you not thinking of this? Mm, it's all the coke. <laughs> it's all the coke. So I thought we'd look at this movie in a bit of a fun way, hopefully. Hopefully fun for you, hopefully fun for us, hopefully fun for the audience. And I thought we'd play horror, slasher, cheesy, bad movie bingo. Right on. And I found these online. 
you've got your cards, I've got mine, and we're gonna we're gonna see how we go here. You can keep a little tally if you want to see who gets more, but uh, chosen at random. We'll see how we go. I think probably the best way to do it would just go square by square, and we'll we'll say whether it's in the movie. Or yeah, that sounds good. Mirror scare? Any of those? No. Nah. Characters can't be quiet when in danger. I don't think they're ever really at risk of that, are they? One of my comments there, friend just died and they run into the house and then they talk for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, why are you guys talking? Your friend just got shot through the eye. This one is more so someone's like, be quiet, they're coming. And then the person is, I'll show you what I want. You know, it's like, that's a plot. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> uh, we can say no. Uh, ridiculous technology? No. No. Seance? No. Black guy dies. The only black character in this does die. In fact, both black characters in this die, both the wanking sheriff and his daughter. Oh, yeah? I think the daughter gets the arrow through the eye, right? Yeah. Nudity. Yeah, I definitely got that one. Yeah, definitely. Lost virginity. There's a lot of talk of it, but I don't think it actually happened. Didn't the guy in the truck lose his virginity to bad tattoo? These are the tits, lady. Don't think so. I think it was a long-term thing, maybe. Gotcha. It was Aaron Hernandez, by the way. Yeah. Uh, excessive blood. Yeah. In the first scene, maybe. I, I'm not sure it was excessive. There was certainly more. Yeah, that could go either way. I wonder if they uh, didn't have the bludgeon for it. Well done. Well done. Saving the maiden, absolutely. Yep. Old Christmas movie, Last Girl Standing. Character can escape but won't. I think that's a hard yes. They can escape any time, <laughs> but they won't. I think they try to escape and can't. Oh no, man. Well, the one dude certainly wouldn't. He's like, I'm not going out there. He has a bow and arrow. <laughs> there are three guys in this room, four women. It, just get a shield, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Who are you, the fucking sheriff right. of Nottingham? Don't worry about the guy with the bow and arrow. Right. He can only shoot one of you at a time. <laughs> I don't I don't care if I get it or not. Maybe there is. Old Christmas movie and ugly, uh, ugly Bo Burnham. Get away a little bit on a Huck Finn Tom Sawyer raft. Yeah, yeah that's right. And then come back. So who's a fucking raft <laughs> like that? Jump scare. No. No, not really. No. I don't think so. I don't think the... They tried. It, I can't think of any way they tried, right? It was all very predictable. Character doesn't believe something they just saw. I don't think so. Nah. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah. Mm -mm. Vigilante justice? Kind of. Kind of. There's a little bit of revenge? Kind of. I wouldn't say vigilante justice. I have a clutch one now. Shaky camera. Yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> We can park this to talk about it later or now. Bad plot twist. Oh, yeah. Do we want to go into who the killer is? Yeah, we can go into who the killer is. Bear in mind, we've set up none of the characters. There's kind of four candidates for the killer. Oh, sorry, three candidates for killer. And it ends up being none of them. So the three they set up are the popular girl at school died and then maybe her boyfriend went crazy. And he's the guy who ends up in the, and again, quoting the film, wouldn't call it this normally, the retard house. And we find out that he's escaped on Halloween and Halloween is a year before. It's very, very stereotypical. Right. So he's set up as one. The principal who's sort of cosplaying as Hitman Agent 47 yep. is set up as a, a potential with his weird heavy breathing when he talks as well. Yep. And who was the third one? Oh, it was the school mascot who they were bullying. That's right. Yep. They set up the bully in the very beginning. They're bullying yep. this kid. The killer ends up being 
the stepdad of old Leah Christmas movie, who I thought when he first came on screen, I've got a note here, this See You Next Tuesday looks like a southern version of Human Shrek. Yeah. Also looks a bit like Jay Leno, horrible actor. Horrible actor. Let's take a minute. Who do you think was the worst actor in this movie? Maybe the dad. For me, he was number two. There was so many to choose from, so there's really no wrong answer here. I think that's slightly unfair, because I thought Blair Jackson and Leah Christmas movie were okay. They weren't as bad as, like, the are these porn stars. Well, we'll, we'll respectfully disagree on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not handing out any awards here. These are, like, these are terrible actors, and in a movie with good actors, it would be obvious as dog's balls, but... For me, who gets the Oscar on the worst actress in this movie is Miss Wallace. The mom, easily. Final answer. Yep. She was so bad. She somehow managed to overact every line with this forced emotion, and the emotion didn't come off. You could tell she was trying. And to be honest, I think she was legitimately drunk the whole movie. Not the character, the actress. I think she was probably (laughs) drunk while doing the movie. I think you're right. It was bad. There was lines in it when the boyfriend like does this little douchey kind of hitting on the mom. And she's like, take a cold shower. Ugh. You almost gave me a damn heart attack, you idiot. (laughs) You better watch your mouth, young lady. Your dad is going to have you in cuffs. Hi, Miss Wallace. Good evening, Miss Wallace. My, what a looker you are all dressed up for our game. Oh, boy. Thank you so much, Blaine. I'll tell you what, why don't you go take a cold shower and maybe put on a shirt? Hannah, let's go. I can't believe they kept putting her on screen. And weirdly, she's the most experienced actor in this. Yeah, makes sense, because she was the oldest. Who did you think was the... (laughs) Who did you think was the best actor in this? The police officer, the cop, I would say. I think he was probably the best. Yep. I'm not going to go overboard. His role, that level of acting was completely fine. Like, he could have been in B horror movies, for sure. He wasn't necessarily good, but you see that in horror movies all the time. The cop shows up and is like, Miss Wallace, I hate to tell you this, but your kids aren't found. And you usually don't pay attention to it. He was as convincing, I thought, as the coach from Always Sunny. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the best actor in this, and I noticed watching the credits i think there's a lot of cast someone and then cast their brother their sister their mum, their dad there was a lot of there was a lot of shared surnames the kid who was trick-or-treating i thought was the most believable and i think she might have been interacting on screen with her real life brother not a precocious little kid i thought she was as good if not better as anyone else you mean to tell me you had your hands on our school mascot uniform and you didn't bring it to come trick-or-treating sorry i had to leave it at the school someone got fake blood all over the poncho but hey If you'd like, I can go get my cool train or tea out of the car. It's just down there. Thanks, but I need candy collateral, not a train or sweaty towels. Yo, smarty pants, we almost finished. I gotta get to the school soon, and I might need your help picking out an outfit for after the game. Ooh, fun girl. Maybe. But you cannot tell Mom. Words were never heard. Provided we had at least one more block of big houses. Hmm. Fine, you got a deal. Sucker! I agree with you. She was very natural. You're talking about the younger sister of Ugly Bo Burnham? 
Mm. Yeah, just because she seemed very natural. And to be honest, I don't think that um, non-funny Bo Burnham was that bad either, really. No. Compared to the others, he was fine. Yeah, for sure. Also, around that same time as the trick-or-treat scene, it was stock footage of ducks. Like, <laughs> genuine stock footage of ducks on a pond to set a scene. I don't know if you noticed this. They get to this house, and this is where the killing takes place. It's an after-party from the game. We see two rooms of the house. That's it. The main room that they're all in all the time is pretty bare. It's got a couch and a couple chairs and stuff like that. The only decoration was a stuffed dog head with goat horns. Did you see that? (laughs) I mean, mean, how could you not? Because they really focused on it. Every conversation that happened happened in front of this weird stuffed dog head with goat horns. She had... They even used it for a transition. Like when we went back to the room, it was just framed up in the middle. And then what was that? What was that? Well, getting to this ridiculous plot twist, the killer turns out to be the stepfather who looks like Southern Shrek and can't act. It's revenge for his kid who ended up in the, uh, in the insane asylum and taking revenge on their friends who, in his mind, killed his kid's girlfriend and then sent the kid crazy but then it turns out that that's just cover because the mum the terrible actress mum is in on it and they had a plan that he was going to kill all the other cheerleaders so leah christmas movie could end up getting a cheer scholarship because the mum herself was one of the great cheerleaders and she could have become a cheerleader for the dallas cowboys if she hadn't met her husband and (laughs) There was a lot of cheer politics in this that I wasn't sure was going to make an appearance, but an cheer. You can be the best cheerleader, <laughs> but you keep dating these guys. It was it was weird. It was weird. I could have cheered for the Cowboys, but instead I married your father. Now he's gone. I just don't want you throwing your life away on some boy like I did. You are a great cheerleader. You are the best. If you can go and become a competitive judge or something, travel the world, do something with your life. Yeah, that was the twist. It was twist number one. Oh, the, the boyfriend of the mom happens to be the dad of the girl that died. No, he's the dad of the boyfriend of the girl that died. See how convoluted that is. Like, I can't even, even <laughs> say it. And then on top of that, we need to tell our listeners, who are hopefully not going to watch this movie, how the girl died that sprung all this earlier in the movie our main character holly hallmark channel is sitting down talking to her friends and they tell her this story (laughs) of how the principal's daughter died in an alcohol related incident is what they tell her she assumes that it's a drunk driving accident correct what was later revealed is one of the big twists is it was not a drunk driving accident all the kids that were in the movie besides holly hallmark got together they got drunk this is it this is this is where we're gonna go with this they made a human pyramid and the girl on top fell off and died (laughs) what what they are all saying oh we killed her we killed her like this is like the fucking for the watch scene in game of thrones and they're all walking up stabbing this person yeah they're all like trying to keep this and she's like you told me it was a, a, a drunken driver. They're like, no, we knew that we had to keep it covered up and that you'd be weird about alcohol because your dad was an alcoholic. 
so we didn't tell you that really it was a cheering accident. A cheering accident. It's not Herman, it's Ben Youngblood. Wait, what? I, I thought he was in a home. Well, he obviously got out, duh. Why would Ben be doing this? Does this have something to do with the principal's daughter? I thought you said she died in a drunk driving accident. Drunk driving? We killed her. You what? When you asked if it was alcohol related, we just let you assume that it was a drunk driving accident. So what the hell happened? It was after a Thursday night JV game. We were having a Halloween party. With who? All of us. Out on the field. We were wasted. The girls were fooling around doing stunts and pyramids. We were throwing the football behind them. This was before Herman was a sophomore. Ben was a mascot then. And we fell. You guys were drunk. That's like manslaughter or something, isn't it? Not when you're all still minors. There was more play in non-cheering activities in this than fucking bring it on. Which is a line in this movie, by the way. One of the one of the cheerleaders <laughs> says that when she's attacking the killer. Bring it on. And then she hits him with a pool stick <laughs> and then he just axes her head off. It's real dumb. While they're telling this story about the cheerleader that fell off the pyramid, one of the ladies jumps in and goes, that's manslaughter, isn't it? <laughs> and the other girl's like, we were minors. Ow! <laughs> dumb. 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 Now, I'm no, I'm no big city law. However, I'm pretty sure that A, that's not manslaughter, and B, being drunk and playing sport is not a basis for any legal or illegal activity. No. It's not like they, she was drunk or they got her drunk and pushed her off. They were literally they were like fucking horsing around. That was it. And she fell off and died. Yeah. And then this plot- Fell off the roller coaster and broke every bone in her body. <laughs> a cheerleader joke. Let's race through the back end of the bingo. I think it's your go. It should be N2 for you. Student looks too old. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> every single one of these. Every, every single, single one, one of these. these. Yep. Audience screams, no. Nope. Bad guy not really dead. Hard to tell. They did set up a sequel that never got made. Possessed objects? No. Goofy guy dies. It's not really a goofy guy. I feel like they were all goofy guys. I thought they were all annoyingly earnest. Yeah, I don't think that there was like a, a silly guy in there. It was all very silly, but they're all taking themselves so seriously. Yep. Creepy children? <laughs> well, I mean, the cast, Hello, but not exactly. Won't you come and play with us? Play with us. Play with us. <laughs> That's a movie I should have included, The Shining. Ooh, not a slasher, but man, what a great horror movie. Uh, loud equals scary. Mm. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, nah, I don't think so either. Cheesy one-liners, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, these aren't sort of your, your James Bond, Austin Powers. He'll never be the head of a major corporation. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely the, fine, I'm coming. Oh, how many times? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's bad. Once or not at all. Well, I have a lock on this one. Character trips while running. Oh, yeah. A lot. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot, like more than they should. There's one scene where the virgin girl, who surprisingly dies, that normally doesn't happen in movies, but the virgin girl's running to the car. She fell four times. Four! <laughs> four times! It was like that video of the woman dancing in butter. 
right. Shallow plot, 100%. Absolutely. Possession, that's a no. No. Excessive drinking. Yes. There's a guy, there's a guy drinking a beer while driving while he's getting his dick sucked. His girlfriend says something like, it's a Halloween tradition to go bobbing for apples, but I'm going bobbing for something else. And he's swerving all over the road. Bobbing for bananas is what she says. That's it. Bobbing for bananas. So cringy. (laughs) So cringy. Suicide backstory. No. Ooh. Was there? No. I don't think so. No. The girl killed herself in the dumbest way possible, but I don't think it was intentional. This movie went another 10 minutes longer. This podcast might have had a suicide back. That's right. Girlfriend dies. Yeah. 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 Lots of girlfriends died in this. Children's lullaby. No. No. Inaccurate science. No. No. Well, no. no. Ghost rushes camera. No. No. Vehicular slaughter. Yes. Yes. That was good. Rich kid dies. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Creepy toy. I mean, we talked about the creepy fucking head on the wall, but it's not really a toy. (laughs) Someone smokes weed. I don't think so. I'll give you that one because there is so much coke use in it. There's a lot of drug use in it, yeah. Uh, Impaling, yes. Held on a pitchfork. That's right. Final girl. Yes. I don't know what that means, but yes, there is. I guess the final main character was female. Disemboweling, kind of, but I'm not going to give myself that one. Levitation, nope. Alternate dimension. Nope. No. Heroin's shirt gets wet. I mean, no, but they re- this was one of those very cheesy show boobs for boobs sakes. Oh, there is tits and ass from the start of this film. The first girl that we see, the very first kill, she was in her underwear in the shower. Then there's the virgin girl in her underwear. And what, oh God, what does she say? It's so bad. Something like, do you think he'll like you? Or something just so bad. So, you think Peter will like you? After all those slices of sausage at Biggie's, what I think is Peter is sausaging your stepsister. What? Yeah, they're like the most line and length underwear you could find. <laughs> right. Uh, boyfriend dies. Yeah. Yes. Her actual boyfriend dies. Other ones yeah. do as well. No cell signal? Kinda. Yep. No, that happens. Oddly enough, that's the next one on mine. Oh, nice. Yay. Yay. We both get one. Nudity. Yep, I had that one as well. Car won't start. Yes, that is a, a major plot point. Yep. One of the cars won't start, the other car will start, but they don't have the keys, so one of them has to run out to get the keys, your slippery mate. Yep. Then gets into the car, doesn't lock the door, and like the killer just drags her out. Like, she doesn't even... Right. And then the killer gets in the car. Yeah, that, that was a clunky scene. For sure. Nerd hero. Yeah, ugly Bo Burnham. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not really a he's not really a hero, but sort of just there. Yeah, callback to other movies. Well, I mean, it it's all sort of a callback to other movies. I think so. Well, they did the obviously the Varsity Blood is a callback to Varsity Blues and the Scooby Doo reference, which I don't know why you'd make that a horror movie, but this is where we're at. <laughs> I'm gonna race through my second card here. Speed round. Phone problems. Yes. yes. Creepy old man who tries to warn them. No. No. Uh, tries to squeeze through tiny bathroom window. No. That is common though. Car problems or trouble finding keys. Absolute. Prank phone call. 
No. Nope. Death by decapitation happens off screen, but yes. Yep. Cabin in the woods. Yes, the main setting for the film. Yep. <laughs> uh, adults don't listen to little kid. No. no. The jerk gets killed. That's all of them. Right on. Best friend dies. Yes. Say yes. Bad special effects. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. I've got couple making out gets killed. Yep. yep. Death by fire electrocution. No. Sadly, not. Yeah, that would have been nice. Creepy basement or attic. There's a creepy bar. There's a creepy bar. Uh, mention of alien. No. No. Cop dies. I don't remember. Yeah, the sheriff does die. Okay, gotcha. Inaccurate science. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Well, no. Uh, yeah, I suppose. It depends what it is. I mean, if we're talking physics, very much so. If we're talking <laughs> like uh, something in a lab, then no. Inaccurate perception of the legal system. Yeah. No, that that one I just made up. I think what we're trying to get at here, very by the numbers. Yep. Clearly like an, an homage to all of these films and somehow we saw a lot of it when the Queen passed away over here where there would be drawings of the Queen. There was one in the local paper of the Queen with the, the guards with the big hats on yeah. and sort of the idea was that she kept getting smaller but she was every inch a Queen and the way it had been drawn is it just looked like she was sucking them off in a line. And that's the kind of sentiment I'm getting here. The heart's in the right place but the execution is just... Poor. It ain't there. Yeah. Now, you said you wanted to come back to a line at the end of the movie. What? What is it? You mentioned earlier that there was a lot of misdirection in the movie. I think some of it hit, some of it did not. Really, it started to get to be that it's this brother, you know, that maybe escaped the, the mental institution or the loony bin, as his father ends up calling it, amongst <laughs> other offensive terminology. They end up killing the dad killer of the movie. They end up taking him out. And then she asks the cop, what about the brother? And he's like, oh, no, we haven't found him. No one's seen them. And she looks up in the sky and she goes, he's still out there. Well, Miss Wallace, I think that'll be it. If you want to head on over to the ambulance there, you can ride with your friend to the hospital and we'll meet you there. Right. Wait. Detective Ironside, did they ever find Rick's son? Oh, yes, ma'am. We found Mark Safinson. He's down at the station right now. No, not Mark. Ben. The one from the insane asylum, the one that Rick was trying to frame this on? Oh. Um. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't think so. We'll have to check. And he's still out there. It's an homage to the end of the first Friday the 13th, but it made no sense at all. The son didn't kill anyone. Who cares if he's out there? You know, he went into depression and didn't talk to people because his girlfriend tragically fell off a human pyramid and died. I'm sorry. <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. But Eddie. I fucking hate when that but he's not a killer. He just escaped the hospital. And she's acting like he's out killing people. There was no reference to him killing anyone. We thought it was him. And then, oh, it turns out it's the dad. That doesn't mean that this guy's dangerous just because he's out there. <laughs> it was so bad. Maybe that's where my challenge flag should have been. I'm going to throw an additional challenge flag here on uh, the mum, Debbie Rochon's previous role in Playmate of the Apes. 
as Dr. Cornholius. Oh my gosh. I really hope we can come back and do one of these films because there's a lot going on. Right. This was called Ariola Jones and the Home Video Vixens, which uh, appears to be parody potentially of um, Indiana Jones. It's so bad, man. Debbie Ratchon is in the B Movie Hall of Fame, in- inducted in 2004, 10 years prior to this. Wow. One of the great all time horror actors, apparently. I mean, good for her. I don't think this will go down in history. Have you got anything else to add here that we haven't covered so far? Yeah, I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover. So with that in mind, why don't you give the least surprising rating that anyone's ever given on this show so far? Undrafted. Easy. Easy. I'm not drafting it. I'm not signing it in free agency. It's not going on my practice squad. The only horror in this movie was the acting. It would have been actually a better horror movie if they showed someone watching this movie and then that person went on a killing spree because of this movie. (laughs) It had a weak-ass plot. We didn't get into this too much, but there was a ton of talking. Like, a lot of talking. Mm. On their way from the game to this cabin where they die, this house where they all die... It was 10 minutes showing just dialogue in three different cars. And that might not seem like a long time, but that's a really long time for dialogue that just doesn't have any substance to it. I didn't even really have much fun making fun of it while I was watching it, which I did a lot. Like I made fun of this a lot while I was watching it. What did you think? (laughs) I loved it. No, I was hoping it would be schlocky and sort of, we, we could say to our listener, you know what? It's free on YouTube. Just go, go and watch it. Have a bit of fun. This is unwatchably bad. As you say, the acting's not good. I'd ever describe this in my notes as the couscous of movies because I felt like I was getting through it and every time I'd looked, there was still fucking half an hour left of this film. And I reckon I checked how long was left, maybe six, seven times. I just wanted it to be over with. It didn't get more interesting. There was nothing compelling about it at all. Not only is this undrafted, not only is it not the practice squad, I would say this would struggle to get a game in that fan-controlled league that Johnny Manziel now plays in. This would struggle to get a game at the seven-a-side flag football that I used to play. So bad. Good for the people who have gone on to something else out of this. And I hope that everyone in here is living a life, a fulfilled life with their family and their friends, and they can throw this on once a year at Halloween and go, I can't believe that we made this. But this is genuinely shit. It is. And some of you listeners will want to watch it because we're talking about it. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is the best life advice I could ever give you. You could do it anyway. I know. But the best life advice I could give you is don't. And you ask, why did we do it? Well, we did it for you. For you. We did it for you. We wanted to have some sort of horror movie within football culture, but it was, it was brutal. Hey, you want a football horror movie? Why don't you just watch the Cleveland Browns play? Oh, hey, this guy. I will say, if you watch this movie, your little cheer giner is going to be all closed up. I'm pretty sure they are wearing costumes from Glee. And not like, oh, we're borrowing them from you. They have gone out and bought like Glee cosplay to wear. Yeah, for sure. Also, this is at Hog Eye High. That's almost something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right in the Hog Eye. So bad. Well, this sort of shit. Tell the good people where they can find you if they want to fucking egg your house because you made them watch this. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. it. 
Do Eggy's house. Don't watch this. <laughs> if I have to take egging for the team, I'll, I'll do it. Don't don't watch Go, it. Come around to his house. <laughs> Eggy's house, watch his softcore porn collection. <laughs> Stop all of it. If you want to reach out to me on social media, on Twitter, you can find me at Justin underscore B. Or if you want to check out some design and web work, or if you need design and web work, go over to justin-b.com. If you want to get in touch with the show, you drop us an email at screenyoulater at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Screenpass Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sheehan Solo. That's S-H-E-A-H-A-N-S-O-L-O. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell anyone. We don't mind. Anyone at all. And on that note, Scream you later! <laughs> <laughs>